Good morning from Downey, California, in the United States of America, from Abundant Hope Christian Church on Paramount Boulevard. Thank you for listening to this podcast and those attending. Thank you for attending. We're going to be in Psalm 13 for this episode of Healing for Church Orphans. It is one of the Psalms of Lament, Complaint. There are psalms of the psalmist complaining, and today it is David. Psalm 13, written by David, and what I'm going to do is pass out the psalms here. I have two copies of Psalm 13, one in large print and one in regular print. You choose the one you want. The reason why I did this is so that we all have the same translation literally on the same page. So there should be enough for everyone to have of the large print or the regular print. And we're passing them out. Those of you who have your Bibles around the world, you hand out for yourselves. You grab your copy of the Bible. Most word-for-word translations are like the New King James Version, the King James, the English Standard Version, the New American Standard. These are word-for-word translations, and I do prefer the word-for-word, although I study out of the NIV, which is a thought-for-thought translation. Well, let's read this through. It is in three stanzas. One thing I love about the New King James, they took the book of Psalms and they remembered stanzas are inspired of the Lord. So we're going to see three stanzas, each two verses. This psalm is only six verses long, but it is incredible. It is a blessing. If you like to start your prayer time with a complaint, you've you've come to the right psalm today. So let's read the six verses right through. How long, O Lord... Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long, verse 2, shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Verse 3, consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say, I have prevailed against him, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Verse 5, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. David's lament. The first two verses are a lament. The middle verses are the petition or prayer. The last two verses is a confession of praise. This speaks as a framework for our own prayers. What we see in the first two verses is David pouring out his heart There are two places in the Psalms where it speaks of pour out your heart before the Lord. 
Uh, in Psalm 46.4, I think, is one. There's another one I can't remember at the moment. <clears throat> but we are encouraged, whatever junk we got in our heart, whatever sin we got in our heart, whatever sin of unbelief we got in our heart, if we're crabby, if we're complaining, pour it out. Don't keep it in. Pour it out before the Lord. And again, these psalms are spoken. And notice what it starts with in the first two verses. Five questions. Five questions. <clears throat> and what we see here in the five questions are the how longs. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Is that true? Has the Lord forgotten him forever? And has the Lord hidden his face from him? The first one we could say absolutely not. David is exaggerating. How long will you forget me forever? Impossible. He says, <coughs> excuse me, he says, I need some tea. Ah, bless you. He says here, in the Old Testament, as Jesus says in the New, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He will never forget his people because we are forgiven in the blood of Jesus and they were covered in the blood of the Lamb. Of course he doesn't forget. Ever. Never. How long will you hide your face from me? That can only happen with sin. That the Lord will hide his face from him. And that's Old Testament. I say even when we do sin, we are still dead to sin. How can that be? Because of what happened at the cross. Not because of our actions, not because of our sinfulness. But what happened at the cross is our sin nature was nailed to the cross and sin is dead. We are dead to sin. How do we receive this death of sin nature? We thank him for it. Thank you, Lord, that I am dead to sin. You may have had a sinful day. You may have kicked the cat through the screen door. You may have sworn a, a, a whole slew of words. But your sin nature, your sin nature was nailed to the cross according to Romans 6. Read through Romans 6 out loud and see what that does for you. And then thank him for it. As you thank him for it, you receive. When you thank him for your healing... You receive. Even if you've just thrown up from the chemotherapy, you thank him for your healing in Jesus' name. The power and sacrifice of praise has healing power in it. And if this is the first day of the month, when I speak, this is September 1, and you don't have the rent, <coughs> you thank him, Lord, that I have the rent. I thank him. My family have been landlords for 51 years and we have a grace period we have a grace period beyond the grace period we don't charge penalties because our tenants are also our neighbors and you get to know your neighbors especially after an earthquake and you get to know your neighbors especially when my parents who live there are over 70 years old and they have people to help them I mean your tenants if you treat them like your neighbor that's the way we should treat our tenants. Excuse me. <clears throat> so here we have David venting his emotions 
which are not exactly representative of the facts. He says in verse 2, How long shall I take counsel in my soul, his emotions? Now he's on the emotional roller coaster. And when you take counsel from your soul, your emotions, you're on rocky ground. You're, you're saying, what will happen if this? What will happen if that? I can't pay the rent this morning. It's September 1. What am I going to do? What am I, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to be thrown into the street? A lot of things can happen. A lot. I've had my rent come in a week later. And my landlord <coughs> understood. Pardon me again. Having sorrow in my heart daily. He's speaking the truth here. He's counseling in his soul. He's in confusion. He is sorrowing in his heart daily. In your heart when you sorrow, no one can see you. You might have pasted a plastic smile on your face. How you doing? Oh, fine. That kind of thing. You don't want to share what's happening. You don't want to tell them I didn't pay my rent on Sunday when you go to work on Tuesday or Wednesday. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? The enemy of debt. The enemy of lack. <clears throat> the enemy of cancer. The enemy of marital dis relationship, marital discord. We have many enemies. And he asks these five questions. He pours out his heart. And we find out the first two laments, the first, how long, how long will you forget me forever, how long will you hide your face from me, are not true. We lie to ourselves. We have a pity party. And we want to feel sorry for ourselves. Alone or in front of people, we want people to feel sorry for us. But here he gets into the petition in verse 3. Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Here he starts off with the name of God. We don't see the name of God in the first two verses. We just see five questions. We just see a cry of lament and complaint. And here he says, O Lord my God. When does this phrase first come in? It's in Genesis 2. First time we see it. Lord is Yahweh. I am. It is the God who spoke out of the burning bush to Moses. And my God is my Elohim, my creator. So he's saying, I, you are my Jehovah, my I am, my creator. And that's after Adam was created, the Lord had someone to talk to and to make covenant with. This is the name for God you speak to and he hears you, and he speaks to you in your spirit. So this is the pertinent. Whenever you study the Bible, look for the name of God. Look for the name of God, and that is the red flag, that is the context of the prayer. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. I don't know if any of you have been near death, but it gets dark. He sees his eyes darkening at this point he's dying enlighten my eyes so I may see lest I sleep the sleep of death lest my enemy say here's the enemy again I have prevailed against him lest those who trouble me 
Rejoice when I am moved, when I am moved out of this body. It is better that we live. It is better that we are here to praise the Lord. As we're going to see in verses 5 and 6, the sacrifice of praise. It is better that we live. Oh, it's just my time. My grandmother died of cancer, so it's my time. No, oh, that's garbage. Your time is in the hands of the Lord. You didn't choose when you were born or where you were born. You do not choose when you die. But sometimes people do. They will speak out of their mouth, well, the doctor says there's nothing they can do for us, so it must be that. Goodbye. I've even seen people have parties, farewell parties. In California, you now can terminate your life. You can now do that. You can have the doctor give you the drugs to terminate your life in California, assisted suicide. It's legal in California now. I think it started in Oregon, if memory serves. And you could do that. You could exit. I don't like giving up. When I had cancer, third stage, I said, I may go out, but I'm going to leave long, deep scratch marks on the enemies you know what. <laughs> and I'm going to be praising the Lord all the way down. Because what does he do here in verses 5 and 6? After he says, my eyes are getting, well, he infers his eyes are getting darker. He says, verse 5, the key word is the first word, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Notice that those two words, shall and will, are in the future tense here. I will. He's still getting darkness in his eyes when he says this. He is still getting darkness in his eyes. So what he says here is a sacrifice of praise in verses 5 and 6. Have a seat. We'll finish very shortly. But he is trusted in what? Your mercy. The word mercy, you may want to write this down. It, it exists throughout the Old Testament. It is the prayer of the Old Testament. We have delighted in your mercy. We trust in your mercy. Your mercy endures forever. There's a whole psalm that says that over and over again. I have, uh, your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. It is spelled in the Hebrew, Hanan, C-H-A-N-A-N. C-H-A-N-A-N, Hanan. This is an act of graciousness, of generosity, to someone in need from someone of higher rank. It could deal with human relationships, but in this context, it is who? The Lord my God. The Lord who has made covenant with me, a blood covenant, and he is my creator. If he created me, he could kill this disease within me. If he is my Lord, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of Jesus, I am healed. I may not feel like it. There's nothing like praising the Lord after you've barfed from chemotherapy. There is nothing like it. Praising the Lord, croaking it out out loud. He says, the Lord has dealt bountifully with me. Bountifully means overflowing, nothing lacking, holding nothing back. We have to praise him for the answer before we receive the answer. That's the kingdom of God. That we are praying 
Everything that is in heaven, let it be so on earth. The Lord's Prayer. Whatever is in heaven, we bring, we bring it down. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. There's no hunger in heaven. We bring it down and we say thank you before we even receive it. Because it's there. He has provided for our needs in Philippians 4.19 with Christ in glory, it says in 4.19 Philippians. Where is the rent? It's in glory. We praise it down. It'll manifest itself in the physical somewhere, some way, somehow. It'll happen. Or your landlord will say, whenever you can. How many times did we say in 51 years, whenever you could bring it in, we oftentimes didn't get September 1 rent until September 15th, and that was just fine. No penalties, no crap, just the, when you, they get their first paycheck, whatever it is. I mean, we're human. And we like to treat other people the way we would be, want to be treated. That's the golden rule. So this psalm, we're going to read out loud. I'll read the first lines, and you repeat after me. How long, O Lord, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul? Having sorrow in my heart daily. Having sorrow in my heart daily. How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me. O oh Lord my God, O oh Lord my God, enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, lest my enemies say, I have prevailed against him, lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. And you feel the atmosphere, you feel his presence here. The last part, I will sing to the Lord, verse 6, that's a vow, that's a promise. I will sing. I shall rejoice in your salvation. Let's have communion right now, all of us. Together, we have communion right now. As we pass out communion, thank you. And these photocopied handouts of Psalm 13, you keep them and you read them out loud, just like we passed out Psalm 149 last week. That's where we bound the enemy in chains. That psalm binds the enemy in chains. It chains him up like a dog. And the psalmist who says this psalm is on his bed. He could be sick or just relaxing. If you remember Psalm 149 from last week. We're going to have communion now. Those of you around the world get a piece of bread or a cracker. 
or a tortilla, whatever, or a cookie, or a potato chip, whatever it is. Doesn't have to be the matzah that we have in here today that we're fortunate to have. And it can be just water. One time I had communion with water and a uh, cough drop. As you see, I need a cough drop once in a while. So let's hold up the bread, the host, the Eucharist, and say, thank you, Lord. We thank you and praise you that you are the manna sent from heaven to bring healing to earth. And by your stripes we are healed and we are being healed in Jesus' name. We lift up our ailments and we speak to the viruses and the bacteria in our body and say, you're dead in Jesus' name. And to the good bacteria, the probiotics, we say, live and prosper and be strong. There's good bacteria and bad. We speak praises to the good bacteria. Thrive in us in Jesus' name. As we take the bread in faith. Now we take the cup. Forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us, our minds, our conscience. As you forgive the things we've seen and heard that we've used for entertainment, the, the flesh pots of the world, cleanse us, Lord. Cause us to cancel Netflix or Hulu or whatever they are. If they have pornography, softcore porn, we get that out of our minds and hearts. They don't know how humans are made and what they should do. And they dishonor, they dishonor women and men and their portrayals. We disagree, we reject it in Jesus' name. Cleanse our mind. And we plead the blood of Jesus over us to protect and keep us in the week ahead. We give you praise as you pour out your spirit upon us. Amen. Times of refreshing before the Lord. And as I speak over you today, the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord lift up his countenance upon us and give us shalom, peace. Nothing broken, nothing lacking. The name of the Lord is upon us and we are blessed to be a blessing to others. That what we receive, we freely give to others in the mind of Christ, in the heart of Christ. Go with God. Thank you for attending. And we'll see you again next week.